Letter 140 of Letters of John Keats to His Family and Friends, edited by Sidney Colvin. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. To Charles Wentworth Dilke, Hampstead, March 4, 1820. My dear Dilke, since I saw you, I have been gradually, too gradually, perhaps, improving, and though under an interdict with respect to animal food, living upon pseudo-victuals, Brown says I have picked up a little flesh lately. If I can keep off inflammation for the next six weeks, I trust I shall do very well. You certainly should have been at Martin's dinner, for making an index is surely as dull work as engraving. Have you heard that the bookseller is going to tie himself to the manger, eat or not as he pleases? He says, Rice shall have his foot on the fender notwithstanding. Reynolds is going to sail on the salt seas. Brown has been mightily progressing with his Hogarth. A damned melancholy picture it is, and during the first week of my illness it gave me a psalm-singing nightmare that made me almost faint away in my sleep. I know I am better, for I can bear the picture. I have experienced a specimen of great politeness from Mr. Barry Cornwall. He has sent me his books. Some time ago he had given his first published book to Hunt for me. Hunt forgot to give it, and Barry Cornwall, thinking I had received it, must have thought me a very neglectful fellow. Notwithstanding, he sent me his second book, and on my explaining that I had not received the first, he sent me that also. I'm sorry to see by Mrs. D.'s note that she has been so unwell with the spasms. Does she continue the medicines that benefited her so much? I am afraid not. Remember me to her, and say I shall not expect her at Hampstead next week unless the weather changes for the warmer. It is better to run no chance of a supernumerary cold in March. As for you, you must come. You must improve in your penmanship. Your writing is like the speaking of a child of three years old, very understandable to its father, but to no one else. The worst of it looks well. No, that is not the worst. The worst is, it is worse than Bailey's. Bailey's looks illegible, and may perchance be read. Yours looks very legible, and may perchance not be read. I would endeavour to give you a facsimile of your word Thistlewood, if I were not minded on the instant that Lord Chesterfield had done some such thing to his son. Now I would not bathe in the same river with Lord C., though I had the upper hand of the stream. I am grieved that in writing and speaking it is necessary to make use of the same particles as he did. Cobbett is expected to come in, Oh, that I had two double plumpers for him. The ministry are not so inimical to him, but it would like to put him out of Coventry. Casting my eye on the other side, I see a long word written in a most vile manner, unbecoming a critic. You must recollect, I have served no apprenticeship to old plays. If the only copies of the Greek and Latin authors had been made by you, Bailey, and Hayden, they were as good as lost. It has been said that the character of a man may be known by his handwriting. If the character of the age may be known by the average goodness of said, what a slovenly age we live in! Look at Queen Elizabeth's Latin exercises, and blush. Look at Milton's hand. I can't say a word for Shakespeare's. Your sincere friend, John Keats. End of letter 140.